Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 37 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. It's the TGIF edition, baby. No, it ain't thank God. It's Fridays. Thank God I'm free. Free to think, free to speak, free to act however I so choose. What's going on, good people? What is going on? Friday. Freedom. Mm, all that good stuff. So, common sense. I got to keep saying that. I, I forgot that I was supposed to add that in. We're putting the common sense back into health and wellness so you know i gotta go here today only because i believe those who are really interested in living a life of freedom you know you have to define exactly what that means to you but for me it is a life of one feeling good all the time being good it's a life of choices it's a life of options it is a life of no boundaries that's you know what it is to me abundance in every way physical mental spiritual financial and certainly in regard to health and and I do believe those who are serious about this are, I don't know if I would say they are open, but at least mm, tolerant to considering or challenging some of their current ideas and beliefs. And, you know, again, I got to go there. And I'm going to keep harping on this thing just because many may say it's an opinion of mine, but I believe it's a lot of fact based on my personal experience and just based on observation because I believe results don't lie. You know, you get to the core of it. Women lie, men lie, the results don't lie. And... It is very difficult. I don't even think it's possible, but I'll just leave it at difficult to live a really true and free life without adding in the aspect of health. How? How, how can you how can you be free? You, you cannot feel good when you don't feel good. <laughs> When, when your mind is out of whack, when your body is out of whack, the creativity is not there. The inspiration is not there. Um, the optimism is not there. The faith is not there. Or if it's there, it's very weak. So it's a critical part, this health thing. And I believe it. I'm going to say it. The church is detrimental to your health. 
Now, when I say church, people get offended. Why? Because that's, this is where we are now in society. Most people are underdeveloped, emotional. So anything that you say to them, they take offense to. Right? So what you trying to say? You trying to say my church. Okay, I ain't talking about your church. I'm really not talking about individual churches. I'm talking about the system itself. I'm talking about the belief system. Okay? The structure of the church. The ideas that are promoted. The beliefs that are instilled. This is what I'm speaking about. I'm not speaking about what your individual church does or does not do. Okay? I'm talking on in general. On a mass scale. And you can say what you want to say. I'm not one of those people who stood on the outside looking in and then made an observation. Which I still think that those people still are able to do that. Right? I was in it. I've seen every angle. So you're not going to argue with me about this. Right? And I've had an even better angle coming out of it. Because now I can have an objective eye. So, I will elaborate. How is the church detrimental to your health? Hmm. Well, number one, you are led to believe that life is out of your control. That it's God's will. So, it doesn't matter what you do. You are at the mercy of the will of the Most High. What does that mean? Doesn't matter if you eat well. Doesn't matter if you take care of yourself. It doesn't matter if you follow all of the tenets, right? Because you're at the, you're at the will of, of God. And you can do all the right things. And God will somehow see fit for something catastrophic, some sort of tragedy, some sort of un injustice to fall upon you. And you have no control of that. And once you buy into that idea that you have no control over your life, then baby... You have no control over your life. And you are exempt from a life of freedom because you have to have control to live life free. There's a level of accountability and responsibility that comes. And you cannot have that if you don't believe that you're in control. So you're exempt by that. Just number one, you just, you already, you've already cast yourself out because you believe based on the church promotion of this idea because that's where you got it from that is just God's will that's just God's will <laughs> and I don't mean it and I don't mean to poke fun because I used to believe this too right I used to believe this too but when you really really sit and think about it you realize how ridiculous it is you realize how ridiculous it is because essentially what you say based on your beliefs, is that you're pretty much a robot. 
that there are two factors in play. There's either the God or there's either the so-called devil. And it used to be that the God was allowing the good to happen and the devil was allowing the evil to happen. But now let you guys tell it that because so many quote unquote good and righteous people suffer and are going through hardships, apparently God is bringing on some of this, this bad stuff too. So you want to lose, lose. <laughs> okay. How is a church detrimental to your health? It promotes a false sense of immunity. What does that mean? Well, what does immunity mean? Immunity means exemption, protection from something. So there's this idea that because you have this stamp on you now, you're saved or you're covered or you're favored, that you can do really whatever you want to do. And that by default, you are exempt from the consequences of that. So you can smoke, you can drink, you can have reckless sex. You can think, defeat, and poverty, and illness, and it's okay because God got you. You exempt, you favored. And the problem with that is the problem with that is it is a violation of universal law. And what do we mean by this universal law thing? What does that mean? Everybody keeps saying universal law. It's universal. See, each group has their own set of beliefs, you know, every group, certain racial groups have their own set of beliefs, certain cultural groups have their own set of beliefs, certainly every religious group has their own set of beliefs, and according to them, their beliefs are the truth. So what happens to you or what you do or don't do, there are certain consequences to that or immunity to that based on what those beliefs are if that makes sense universal beliefs or universal law works a little bit different it's universal it means it doesn't matter the scenario right it doesn't matter the people involved it doesn't matter where in the world that universally these things apply Okay, the law of attraction means that by me focusing on a thing, I bring about more of that thing into my life. Doesn't matter if I'm Christian, Muslim, atheist, um, Buddhist, doesn't matter. It applies universally. Same thing with cause and effect. The law of cause and effect. There are certain things that I can do. And based on me doing them are going to result in a certain effect. I don't care how much I pray. I don't care how much I cross my fingers. I don't care how much I jump up and down and scream Jesus. The universal law of cause and effect. If I live a certain type of lifestyle, there's going to be an effect of that. Point blank period. So... When you promote an idea and a belief that people are immune 
just because, you know, you're on a certain team now. You're on team God or team Jesus now. It's very dangerous. But it also makes sense as to why when you look in the church, you see the results or lack of results that you see. I'll give you a good example. Tithing is heavily promoted in the church. But as you can see, most people in the church, or maybe we shouldn't say most, maybe that's not fair. A good number of people in the church struggle with their finances. Lack is their story, and it always has been for them and in their family. But they've been giving. They've been giving. So why is that not working? Because you believe that you have a special immunity that you don't have to learn right about finances that you disregard the law of cause and effect the law of cause and effect that says if you live reckless right you're not responsible you're not a good steward over your finances the result of that or the effect of that is going to be what <laughs> mismanagement but because we believe we are immune because, hey, I'm favored and I come to church every every Sunday and I pay my little, ten, my little 10%. I'm supposed to be immune. I'm exempt from the other qualifications. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, apply that to health. Apply that to your wellness. And it will make sense as to why we are in a condition that we are in. You don't get no special immunity just because what you were born or you were born again or whatever you want to call it and you can dispute me on this all day long but the bottom line is you can't prove it different prove me wrong prove me wrong we come on now prove me wrong i can show you tons of people good-hearted people Praying folk. I ain't talking about those playing around with it, but I'm talking about those serious grandmas, granddaddies, aunties. And the results in their life counters every single belief system that they have. Why? Because they are in severe violation of universal law. But they keep believing that they are somehow immune from consequences. I'm immune from the law of compensation. So I just expect things to come to me. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Think about that. Even though universal law is all up and down, every religion, because as a man thinketh, so is he. If you if you don't get any other verse other than that, if you can figure that out, man, you be on to something. Okay, that was point two, point three. Why or how the church is detrimental to your health? Because there's very little focus on your physical man. Everything is focused on your spiritual man. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, Rook, you know, we are spiritual beings. 
you know, we're just occupying this physical space. So ultimately, you know, we can't die. And, you know, we are spirits, spirits. And, and once our physical body is no longer, we will go back to a full spiritual being, yada, yada. I got it. And that's nice and cute and all of that. The only thing that I say to that is, if your physical man didn't matter, then why is your ass in a physical body? Why are you here? I don't dispute the spiritual aspect and its significance and its role in this entire process. But don't tell me the spiritual man doesn't matter. Okay? Don't don't tell me that. How is there more focus on the afterlife than there is the present life? How is it? Why is it? Does it make sense for someone to convince you that your entire earthly life is supposed to be a pain and struggle? That's somehow honorable. Take up your cross and walk with me. Bear thy cross. I'm probably getting it wrong. But if, if, if you're in the church, you know what I'm talking about. That's what you've been told. You have been told that there is honor in pain and suffering because you're going to reap the rewards in the end. Not realizing that the pain and suffering that you are experiencing, you have brought on yourself. Your physical man matters. So anytime you adopt a philosophy, right, that what you do to your physical body. See, again, everything that I'm speaking about, if people did really read and follow <laughs> the religious beliefs that they so-called are supposedly down with, all of this stuff is up and down. Every religious text that you can read. Because the body is a temple. Right? We got as a man thinking, so is he. And we got the body as a temple. So that 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 covers both aspects of the spiritual and the physical realm. But when I am disconnected from myself, when I walk into a sanctuary or a building, and I believe that all of my power comes from that building. It is something about being in the house of God. So what are you? I thought the body was the temple that the spirit man resides. I thought Jesus said, don't look high or low for the kingdom because the kingdom is within. So if your physical man is housing your spiritual man, wouldn't it be of importance to take care and at minimum focus on the physical man? I find it very bizarre. I don't. I'm really saying that, but I don't. But I find it very interesting. <sighs> the amount of sickness is ravaging. The church community. I find it. I, I find it absolutely like nobody can step outside of this thing and see how crazy this is. Pastors committing suicide. 
deacons and deaconess popping depression pills. I mean, the health on a decline. It don't matter, though, because right after service, we're going in the back and we're going to eat some fried chicken, some fat back greens, some diabetes tea, and some um, cake. Yep. Don't matter. And, and can't nobody see it. And then we want to blame the devil. The devil. Like, you have a body that you made a choice to do certain things too you made a choice to put certain things in it you made a choice to focus and think on certain things but somehow when you get sick it's the devil it's the devil you know what i find about this whole argument about devil and the god it sure seems like the devil be looking out for his people though i mean the ones that y'all claim were like devil like oh Sinful devil people. It look like they be they they life really be alright though. But you you riding hard and your life all over the place. And somehow this is okay. Because again, pain and suffering is honorable. That's a badge of honor. How? Why? Why would a God that loves you, right? Designed you in his image. So you say. Want you to suffer. It's very bizarre. It. Reminds me of some slave and master type mentality. If that makes, <laughs> if that makes sense. But. When it comes to getting. Walking into a life of free living, man. I'm talking free living. I'm talking about getting up in the morning and feeling good. And when I say this, it sounds like I'm reading or I'm speaking about a fairy tale or some some abnormal, strange thing that uh, is so far beyond realization. But I speak about it so passionately because I never knew life could be this way. I didn't. And when I finally realized it, I'm like, man, dang, why didn't somebody tell me? Why didn't somebody tell me that I can literally wake up every day and do what I want to do? That I can literally navigate myself in a world full of chaos and be at peace. That I can feel good. That I, I, because of the divine power in me, I can heal myself. I can sleep well. I can live life well. I can control things. Like, I did not know. I might have said it at a certain point in time, but the connection wasn't there. I wasn't actually living that. But I'm talking about actually living that. And I am telling you, and I'm going to keep saying it, and I don't care who doesn't like it. <laughs> the church is detrimental to your health, man. Maybe it doesn't have to be. Maybe you can figure out a way to navigate it. But until you start looking really, really closely at the contradictions and the hypocrisy and what you do, what you believe, right? And the results that you ultimately get, you are not going to see any difference in your life. You're not going to see any change. No, I'm not getting on no call, no prayer call for sister so-and-so who got cancer. No, 
I'm not. Now, if we're going to get together and we're going to meet about, you know, what she's eating, what she's doing on a day to day basis, what she's putting in her body and how we can clean her system. Right. We can talk about that, but I ain't, I ain't getting on no call. What exactly? How do you feel that and this is the immunity part that I was mentioning? Right. Now. You didn't follow any of the principles you were supposed to. Right. As a man thinketh, Right. You didn't follow the body as a temple. Right. You didn't follow. Um, uh, I can do all things. You didn't follow cash or cares upon him for he cares for you. Um, you didn't follow any of those things. But now, you're supposed to just pray and everything is all better. So what you trying to say? You trying to say prayer don't work? I don't know. You tell me. You've been praying for a long time about the same thing. And you haven't seen any improvement. So you tell me if it works. I ain't saying it does or it doesn't. I think there's a role and a place for every single thing that we do. However, I think we have crutches. That we use. I think we have chains that are keeping us bound that have gotten so tight that we can't see it. We can't even see them anymore. They blended right in with our skin. They blended right in with our minds. And one, the three, those three things, believing that life is out of your control. And that everything just falls under God's will. Two, believing that you have an immunity that you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer to universal law. You don't have to answer to life. I'm talking about you just look to nature and it will show you what is or what isn't. This is this is the beautiful part that I like about nature. It is. See, everything else we have, it's a lot of interpretation from man. You know, I interpret, you know, things based on how I see it or how, you know, spirit speaks to me. Right. But nature just is. You observe nature. Observe the animals. But that was too. The sense of immunity. A false sense of immunity. And then three. Focusing. Or putting little to no focus on your physical body. Those three things. Feeling like life is out of control. Is out of your control. Feeling like you have this. Lifelong. Sense of immunity. And then having little focus on your physical man. Is why you're going to remain. Unhealthy and unfulfilled. I mean, number one by itself is so powerful because everything else is a wrap. I don't care what you try to do. When you feel like life is out of your control, I don't care if you try to work on a business, you are going to feel you're going to look to racism. You're going to feel like it's because you don't have money. It's, you're going to feel like that someone is jealous of you. You're going to feel like it's, it's the president and, and, the, and the politicians. You're going to feel like your family let you down. Your parents didn't you know, support you in the way that they should. Your spouse or your significant other didn't do. Like When you adopt the philosophy that life is out of your control, life is then out of your control, man. You are at the will 
of everything else outside of you. And it's a wrap. And you can't join us on TGIF. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You got you you have to figure out how to take back your power. Because you got it. And if you want to live free, you got it. You gotta have it. You gotta activate it. And most people will give up a life of freedom because a life of power requires self-responsibility and self-accountability. And that just weighs too heavy for a lot of people. That's, eh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This is safe. This feels good to me. I do. When I heard someone say to me, I rather not know. Like, don't even tell me. Don't, don't, don't tell me what I'm believing. Don't even have me question it. Because if you put that in my mind, you're going to disturb my peace. And now when those wheels get to moving, I ain't going to be able to sleep at night. And I'm going to be thinking about it during the day. And I, I can't live like that. So I'd rather not know. And I respect, you know, well, I shouldn't say I respect that. But I do respect free will. So I, I respect people's um, right to navigate this life however they see fit. But for those who are interested in joining, coming on the other side, baby. Come on, come on over to the other side. And you are serious about getting your health and wellness together because you know it's the core, it's at the root of what you need to sustain you for a life of free living. I think it's nothing more disappointing to see those who um, I follow who you you know they have a spirit of greatness on them, right? I believe we all do technically, but I'm talking about those who you can sense it that they they know it. So then it now reflects, and you can sense it. It's nothing more disheartening to see those people strive, work hard. I mean, go hard, develop a business, or start walking in their purpose, do well. They're successful, they're reaching, they're actually impacting other people. And to see them and their health fail, that's a problem. That's a problem. And, you know, I always get, well, you know, some things, you know, you just can't help because, you know, you just born with X, Y, Z. Hey, man, you believe whatever you want to believe. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you believe there are exceptions to the rule of power, if you believe there are exceptions to the rule of excellence. If you believe there are exceptions to you being limitless and powerful and unstoppable, then that's your truth. As a man thinketh, so is he. And that's what you have made your truth. So it, it is now your truth because you've accepted that. I don't accept that for my life. I don't accept that at all. And... There's a holistic, when I use that word holistic, it's, to me, it's the whole part of this thing. You can't leave one part out, right? You don't get abundance without health, right? You don't get the health without abundance. Because part of the health is changing your mindset. When you get your mind right and you begin to think and become this thing that you desire to be, you become abundant. So by default, abundance is coming. Right. That mental, physical and the spiritual is the holistic approach is what's going to get you to where you're trying to go. 
but it will require you to hit these spots that you have held so close and so tight that is so scary to question because when you question one aspect of it, get ready because the floodgates of questions are going to open. And that proves to be too much for a lot of people. I cannot question my foundation. I cannot question what my grandma told me because if I question that, that means I'm questioning my grandma and I, I respect her too much. And, it, you know, whatever, I guess. But at what point do you respect yourself? At what point do you realize you came in this world alone and you don't leave alone? And ultimately, this is your journey. And to me, the greatest respect that I can have for those that came before, before me is to walk in truth, even if it contradicts or what they taught me. To walk in truth, to question everything. To know that I have a mind and mm, I should use it. That's all I got, y'all. The church bad for your health, man. <laughs> I'm for real. God knows I'm for real. Maybe it doesn't have to be. It has just proven to be. Let's just say that. Maybe it doesn't have to be. But... Let me know what you think. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Brook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.